the Tea Health Show, the medical lifestyle show. This is the Tea Health Show, the second part of the series on the female orgasm. Mark and Elise, great to have you in studio. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, so Chris. Um, let's fall right into this. Um, you know what? We just spoke about the evolution and development of orgasm, what the stages are, etc., etc. But you know what? To recap, Elise, most most women over the age of 45 to 50 are starting to battle with achieving orgasm. We know that it's up to 42% of women. What are the reasons for this? So the reasons it's more physiological than um, um, psychological. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. It's physiology as well as psychology. Um, it's a Changes that happens during menopause or perimenopause or premenopause phase. So hormones play a big role there. Hormones play a big role in um, this part of your life. As soon as your estrogen, um, as soon as you stop ovulating, your estrogen levels declining in your body. And we know from studies, etc., that estrogen is responsible for your vaginal health. And by that we mean that your vaginal wall or skin needs to be healthy for you to have proper lubrication and no pain during intercourse. Yeah, estrogen, um, as estrogen declines, not only is it the lubrication that changes, but actual the sensation the sensory mm. nerves in the genital area starts to downregulate. Yeah. Um, the genital blood flow starts decreasing. Now, if we bring that across to men at the same age, we see the sac- exactly the same. You know, the erectile tissue is not functioning as well as it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, and especially in the clitoris, Elise, we said that the clitoris is a mini penis. Yep. Um, we can take a look at the clitori of, or clitori Clitorides of your old Eastern European shot put um, athletes, and it looked exactly like a penis. Yeah, it was as big as one as well. Of the testosterone. That's so, um, but it is the estrogen decreases in the sensation. It decreases the blood flow. It decreases lubrication, and with that comes changes in mood. Yeah, but I think we must go back to as soon as you you stop ovulating, we know for sure that testosterone is being secreted by. Um, when you ovulate Through both your ovaries and your adrenals Adrenals So um, testosterone is responsible For re- relaxation Of the smooth, smooth muscle, muscle. So Actually both of them Yes Both um, uh, estrogen and testosterone You're absolutely right Yeah So as soon as you have declining levels of estrogen and testosterone Smooth muscle you find in your vagina In your penis In your veins In your arteries Yes In vascular structures In vascular structures We know that 
for you to be prepared for orgasm, you need more blood flow to your genitals. And if your testosterone and estrogen levels are not balanced, you don't get that proper blood flow to those areas. Absolutely. So these are the cholinergic and adrenergic responses. But we found another one. Which women don't know about Men don't know about And few doctors actually knew about It's the intestinal vasoactive polypeptide Say that on an empty stomach So, uh, Also known as the brain gut hormone Okay, I've heard so of that yeah. This is a hormone that does not work through your Nervous system Which is cholinergic And Your vascular system Which is either adrenergic Or non-adrenergic So adrenaline Would create a vasoconstriction Noradrenaline would create a vasodilatation Cholinergic effect Is if we stimulate Acetylcholine You know what it has an effect on uh, neurotransmitters, um, and we can get either vasodilatation or vasoconstriction. Um, it's the same as your sweat glands, basically. Right. That's okay. a cholinergic system. Now, this one works independently of it, and people with an unhealthy gut have a downregulation of or a disconnect with this. Brain gut peptide. It's a precursor. It's a chemical messenger. Um, there's a very interesting pathway that women can achieve orgasm through, and that's a direct connection between the genitals and specifically the clitoris through your vagus nerve, which is responsible for gut. Which is a separate nerve pathway. And it's Connected directly to the brain via the gut. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just all new. It's about eating yourself into an orgasm <laughs> and not into a coma. <laughs> and does chocolate work on this one? No, well, you know what? And this is interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, because if we look at the neurotransmitters, the chemical messengers in the brain, Orgasm being a learned behavior that's pleasurable will release, and Elise is nodding, will release a huge amount of dopamine in the brain mm. in those hedonistic centers. Elise, am I correct? Correct. And dopamine is a, a neurotransmitter or a chemical that's released and creates reward, motivation, Behavior. Right. So it's nice. That's the reward. And that motivates me to repeat this. And this is where, if we go back to the learned behavior, sex is not nice. There's no reward at the end of this to me. So I form negative connotations to this. Someone, and we had this shocking statistic that um, 56% of women at some point in their lives would either be the victim of rape 
or sexual abuse. Mm. We had the statistics. So just say that, that stat again for me. 56% oh, of women. Okay. So, Elise, there's a couple of things that can be done to improve or at least allow for a woman to have an orgasm. And I, the first thing that comes to my mind is completely non-medical. It's actually go close the door. Learn about yourself. Love yourself. Feel. Explore. Mm. Enjoy. Mm. And so many women, I think, through the indoctrination of mothers, grandmothers, religion, well, so etc., etc., boys too. I was speaking to my partner this morning, Stefan, and um, he said to me, you know what, I grew up in a house of four sisters. Five. Four. Four sisters with five children. And it was not that I was was told not to masturbate or wank or whatever, but um, I had to do it in secret. Mm. I think if we take our children and we educate them that there's a difference between love, relationship, sex... And masturbation, because they're completely different. Mm. Masturbation is not sex. Elise, do you agree? I agree. Um, love is not being in a relationship. Totally. Love yourself. Be good to yourself and you will not allow other people to be bad to you. And you will not be bad to other people. But I think it's not something that we teach our children. I'm not a father. Um, I'm an uncle. And I love my nieces and nephews more than life. And, you know, I see how my brother and my sister are bringing up their children. And it's special because there is this communication about that your body, what you do with it, as long as it's in the privacy so of you don't your impose own it room. on somebody else. Yeah. But, but you know, Mark, one, one of the things that came to me, you know, there was a whole thing that went around in women's groups where people, women would take mirrors and squat over the mirror to actually look at their vaginas because they never see it. It's not, it's, it's, it's for a lot of women for many years, it, it they didn't understand it or it was just there and you don't look, you don't probe, you don't do anything. I think Elise can tell us more about that, but you know what, you know that I love to refer to my experiences through media, TV, etc., etc. One of my, I think one of the programs that changed us in the late 90s and early 2000s was Sex in the City. Mm. And you had the four different characters. And um, Charlotte, who was reserved and uh, Presbyterian or whatever, um, was was told by her gynae that she's got uh, an angry, shy vagina. <laughs> and um, Samantha, 
um, who was sexually adventurous and uh, said to her, well, honey, take my compact and go into the bathroom and go take a look. Mm. Um, the other thing that Samantha said for me, which is so incredibly important, and I think this is what women don't do, at least uh, I'm not a woman, I've never been with one, I don't think I will be in this kind of um, context, is when I reserve RSVP to a party, I intend to come. Yes. <laughs> um, and it is that, yeah. you know what, um, so many women engage in sexual activities to either, and this is the interesting part, that coercion or under duress. Okay, fine. You know what? I will accept, I will take this. Um, and it either keeps me safe or it keeps the peace. Normally and you know what? The they peace, don't yeah. demand, hey, arsehole. I'm here as well. Mm. It's very interesting. Shocking statistics, guys. Mm. Women will achieve an orgasm with another woman about 15% more than with a man. Because the emotional content is actually satisfied there a lot more. It's very interesting. Mm. So... Take time, learn about this. Elise, so um, let's let's talk about what we do in the practice um, to help women. I think what we need to start with is the dysfunction. Why women won't achieve um, orgasms. We started with the emotional side. I understand that, but these physical... Um, Symptoms, okay. experiences that also has an influence on that. The first one is dryness, where there's not enough lubrication. Is that this something that only happens later on in life, or is it something that can can occur at any point in time? I don't have statistics on hand, but definitely younger women won't lubricate at all sometimes, and then is um, this is this because of a sexual response cycle? Or is it just that there's a physiological... It can be both. Okay. It can be both. So the learned experience wasn't completed to yeah. understand my body, how it works, what happens with me, etc. And then you have a physical problem or, f- or a physiological problem, which can be helped with... Um, get, get to a doctor to identify this for you. And then um, use lubrication. Usually we say use a thicker lubrication than a thinner lubrication because that lasts longer and it lubricates longer. And then you don't need to interrupt the the actions. So the achieve. only lubrication that, that I know is KY jelly, but doesn't it get dry and sticky? Yes, it does. So um, I will write a blog about the different lubricants that's available. Um, As you will find it on the website, right? Yeah. The one lubricant that's recommended is, it's not a brand name, it's called an anal lubricant. It's a thicker type of lubricant that is Why don't we know about this? <laughs> Do you know about an anal lubricant, Chris? Not very well. I've, <laughs> I've told you, I can learn you a lot of new things, but you don't want to listen. <laughs> 
So I think tonight I'm not It's you, Stefan and Elise in the bedroom <laughs> No. <laughs> Making me blush. You know, then, is enough. <laughs> then we have scarring. Scarring because of right. natural birth, maybe. And this surgery. is where you have an episiotomy, where, where they actually have Scrape. to. Oh. No, they cut. cut. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. They cut to, to, for the baby's head to be released. Then um, pain. Pain is a big thing. So we have different types of pain, Elise, because we have vulvodynia, which is actually pain in the vulva. Okay. Then we have your cervix that's either long or a short vagina, which if you if you touch the cervix uh, and the cervical neck, um, you know that can be very unpleasant. Or for very you. pleasurable. You also can get an orgasm from cervical stimulation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what other problems do we have? Physical problems. Okay, and then reduced blood flow, obviously. Okay. Um, and that is where you don't get the engorgement, the elongation of the vagina, the engorgement of the genitals. And that is the uncomfortable part when you have a, I believe men say their penises are eight inches long. I don't know, you know, I, I just work in centimeters. I believe the eight centimeters part of it. <laughs> so. <laughs> you are my man. <laughs> okay. So, um. That's him phoning now. <laughs> we, I do apologize for that. Okay. So Elise, in our practice, Hormones play an incredibly important role, not only in the mental aspect and the mental well-being, but surely here in this physical aspect. If we look at testosterone, for instance, low levels of testosterone is associated with lower arousal, mm. lower levels of arousal, and an inability to achieve an orgasm. I think I, I just want to... Maybe arousal is not the right word. It is the right word, but testosterone creates a desire in you. Yeah, it's on the higher function. Yeah, it's a desire. I yeah. want to engage in this, yes. and that is what testosterone. So do. we know that for um, hypersexual disorder in women, or low libido, um, or female sexual. Something, something Disorder <laughs> Disorder um, You know, but the best treatment is testosterone Now, you and I, Elise, work with us on a daily basis It's not just about testosterone It's balancing not only your sex hormones But the neurotransmitters, the chemical messengers That are, one, responsible for forming these hormones Correct. Two, that govern the action of these hormones And lo and behold, all of these come out of your gut this gut thing is getting to me, I must tell you. All, both testosterone and estrogen is metabolized in your gut. Not only do the metabolites affect your microbiota, 
it's data. I hope I got it right. Microbiota, which is the combined organisms in the gut. But that microbiome, the genetic makeup of all these organisms, 1.5 kilogram of organisms, acts like an organ, which affects the brain directly. There's a direct connection between the gut and the brain and your sex hormones. Steroid hormones, thyroid, adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, testosterone, estrogen, all steroid hormones are governed by these systems. Okay, so Elise, when we treat, obviously you and I focus on balancing and optimization of hormone systems, but there's physical things that we can do as well, and the biggest one that we use or most commonly use is platelet-rich plasma. Correct. So do you want to explain to us a little bit more about what platelet-rich plasma is? Yes. So platelet-rich plasma is where we um, utilize your own body's ability to rejuvenate, regenerate, restore um, certain tissues. Um, we draw your own blood Centrifuge it. Centrifuge means we spin it at a certain revolution, revolutions per minute to separate the red blood cells from the components of, from serum and white blood cells and as platelets. well as your platelets. And what we are after are the platelets. We are after the, the platelets, but we can't separate it from the serum and um, the these little bit of white blood cells in between. As soon as we get to the golden liquid, that's what we call it, it's because it just gives you that gold um, result. result that you want. Thank you for that. Um, we withdraw it from the tube and into a syringe, put it on a very small needle and inject it into specific places. Into the vagina, we do it for men as well, for erectile functioning. So just to give people a quick feedback, platelet-rich plasma um, and PRP therapy has been used for a very long time. A lot in uh, ophthalmic surgery, dentists use it, orthopedics, um, neurology, and then we started using it in aesthetics and um, in uh, erectile and sexual disorders. Um, Some of the things that we treat with that, specifically on the female side, would be vaginal rejuvenation in the form of let's stimulate blood flow through the PRP process that not only regenerates blood vessels, but stimulate the growth of new blood vessels into compromised damaged tissue. Yes. What's important is to understand that when we inject the PRP into certain areas, it breaks, the platelets opens up, breaks open, and it releases growth hormones. And that's when the restoration happens and the rejuvenation happens. And it takes time. Uh, Thank you, because I was going to say that it's a regenerative process. Mm. So it's not an instant thing. We regenerate, we repair and stimulate 
the new growth. So think about it. It's like roadworks. It doesn't happen in one night. We all wish it could, but you know what? It is a process that happens over time. Elise, what are some of the conditions that we can treat with PRP? Uh, lubrication is a big thing. Um, woman definitely complains about that most often. So that's where we inject it into certain areas into the vagina and that rejuvenate the epithelial layer of the vagina, which is the top layer of the vagina. And then um, pain. Pain we combine with something else, but also you can do it separately um, where you get more blood flow. You have Proper um, relaxation of smooth muscle in the end, which leads to an elongation of elongation of the vagina, the vagina. to accommodate yeah. a penis or a tool or whatever. And then um, we also treat that for thrush. So as soon okay. as you heal your normal vaginal wall with new tissue, your chances of having this low-grade thrush, which is normal. Not normal in inverted commas. That's like during most women menopause. accept it. Most women accept it. So that's that slight discharge that mm. they have yeah. most of the time. Something interesting, Elise, when we treat, um, and we call it in our practice the renew shot, um, for especially menopausal and postmenopausal women, we also find a, a, a Marked improvement in urinary and stress incontinence, but also in the um, incidence of um, urinary tract infections. Recurring urinary urinary tract infections. Groundbreaking. Well, you know what, Chris? Uh, Urinary tract infections is associated with menopause. It's one of the signs Mm. of menopause. It's associated with that. Why? Because of the atrophy um, and the breaking down of a vaginal tissue um, that's dry, it's cracked, it's not lubricating well, um, etc., etc. Remember the vagina is an organ that cleans itself. And mm. as soon as you don't have the rugae or the folds in the vagina anymore where you have atrophy, you, your vagina can't clean itself properly. And that's when the thrush and the bladder infection happens, etc. That's just something that is another topic that we can most probably discuss. So in these uh, in these two episodes that we've done uh, A two-part series on the female orgasm One of the things that came out is that You know, it, it's a learned behavior And it's yes. something that you as a woman can teach yourself um, And should teach yourself It's what you as a mother should maybe teach your daughter Not show them, just encourage them to explore There are things that we can do about it As we get older, it becomes more difficult to achieve orgasm. Um, We had a patient in our practice yesterday who at the age of 65 um, is still vibrant. Why? Because she's got no problem masturbating. Great. Um, So things that we can do, contact us at 
the the tea clinic uh, you can find us online um, at the tea clinic.com or our rooms in Joburg uh, 010-824-1393 for our patients nationally and internationally it's the best way to get hold of us we do do telephonic consultations and um, Alice and Dante are um, ready to communicate with you sister Elise and myself will take it from there Elise Always fascinating to have you here I've learned something about uh, a topic that uh, as a man And as a gay man I had no interest in um, But as a man I think um, who with um, a fair amount of knowledge in biology um, Was stunned and fascinated If you want to know more contact us um, Tea Clinic uh, Chris thank you we'll be back next Next Wednesday Fantastic nice to be here Cheers everybody This has been the Tea Health Show With Dr. Mark and Chris Haven-Smith Sponsored by the Tea Clinic For more information Contact admin at theteaclinic.com